Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuko, and I am the president of the Go One Three organization. And I lovely to present you my community space on Go One Three podcast media. So, if you are very interested in hearing about sports, IT, and entertainment, let's hear these words. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody here. You're Mr. Perfect. First teacher. It was all. All right, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Me, the Zoe podcast. Me out here. My name is Ben Yuko here. I am great to have the greatness that the people of the thing have this microphone in check and ready to pursue what I do, and I do absolutely best. So, we're going to begin a lot of things and start the conversation off here. Here it is another milestone. I just mentioned this on Monday, a milestone that has been very, very, very want to tell you guys here when I want to start with y'all. We are in a great milestone. And yes, I'm sorry about yesterday's episode 20 didn't come out. It will come out this Friday. So, Get me on that one. Don't. I was my fault. I was so busy getting out the stuff out. I want to make this a great milestone. Yesterday, I officially have turned in the website stuff to be ready to work on building the website, getting it ready, it ready in place. So having my own media is so wonderful. And making this be an amazing turn of events. Events that should prosper about how we should actually build the stuff up in the stuff that we morally do best. So I'm going to kick off, and I really want to kick off some really getting some tech news. That I think is very, very important. I think it's really exciting and stuff. And gaming news and stuff. I'm going to start with the first one I want to talk about. I want to talk about just finishing up the Need for Speed game. And I just finished it yesterday night. So I just got to level 50 of the game. You know, in Need for Speed the Heat, you have 
50 levels and you get all these repetition game game points in the game and then in the daytime you get actual bank rewards and you're actually accumulating all the money and the position so when you get chased by the police I've raced in level 5 courses I mean excuse me level 3 and and put in some really really tough court tough courses in the game so I hope you think about that and then having that all <laughs> of the way that you actually get ready to know the game very well. So, yeah, so the Need for Speed game, it's my completion of the Need for Speed was actually great. So now I actually complete. I didn't talk about it. I, I'm, I did it. And that's why I'm sharing it with you tonight. And that's what's making me so impressed and actually proud. I'm working on towards a better resolution on thinking about what I completed in the game so I it's just it's just a nice way of thinking forward of all the things that I've actually have done and that's like what it is what it is about it so let me share a few things a few couple of things a little bit one of the parts of the game I actually I really actually like about the game that I feel like it was one of the best games I really think I played ever since the Need for Speed the Run game. One of those was it was really one of the and the and then the worst one I'll say has to be the 2015 Need for Speed. I think it just it wasn't for me. I just think it wasn't that good, but it wasn't good, and I just think it was just not having. A good thought about how the game was actually persuaded. So now, now the next the next thing now, I think next week I'm gonna get it, and I want to get the Need for Speed. You know, remember the 2010 game, Hot Pursuit. They just did the remastered it. So I want to try to see if I can play that again. See. Giving my take on it. So I'm kind of getting an idea. So I want to buy that game personally. And give that game a nice try. For myself. So I'm actually pretty proud pretty proud of that. So that's why. So that's one of the things that coming up. On that. But then Need for Speed the Heat. The storylines well put together. You always have the great hmm, tell sign with Anna, <laughs> that cutie. Oh God, Anna did it. And then the uh, with City, uh, the cops is just always trying to pursue, always trying to set the races up all the time. And again, it always gives the idea. Of how that actual game <laughs> works out, so it, it's it's what I, what I gotta do, and those together put towards what the actual goal is. So that's very very nice and very very enjoyable. So it's like, yeah, so you gotta you gotta pursue pursue the goal that you actually have to that. 
another part I like about the game, and I feel, feel like it was really talented about the game, is I really like how we did the odd circuit courses. So, all it's gotta be a bomb, bomb part of the odd circuit because you have to, you always have to go. It's like it's like dirt racing. That's what exactly what it is. It's perfect dirt racing, and you go around different courses. <laughs> they have a sprint. They always have. So you go off course into the woods. You go into the into the train tracks. <laughs> Oh, it's actually it was actually really fun when you think about what it is to be that kind of thing about how like how that game actually went, and then you were winning prizes, jumping off cliffs, jumping up, hitting billboards, and stuff. That's another part of the game I should like. And then also what makes me amazed are the heat races. Those those are so that's the part that makes me actually enjoy the game really, along with the intense the intensity of the game. So that's why the game, when I actually play it, was kind of like that. Kind of what the reasoning behind it was very, very much about it. So that should be very telling. So that's the difference of about it. So, so you guys got the so not the whole goal behind the whole thing about it. So it's just like you you should get a feeling of what what it actually is. So that's what kinda like should be very amazing about it. So and it's like I like I said it's like a nine out of ten need for speed the heat. And that's my final rating of the game. So now I wanna talk about Another game that I want, I'm gonna, I want to get eventually. That is very important. Also, that also has been in mind is, is the college football games. So this is a thing from the verge. After missing action for years, EA EA announces today that is making college football video games again. He is working with the congressional licensing company. CLC and no licensed partner for many schools to secure over the use of a hundred teams in the football bowl series, including stadium mascots and uniform used by the institutions. EA Sports College Football is currently in the work and is very in the very early in development cycle with no launch window currently revealed yet. Most more importantly, EA Sports College Football won't be using any real names or prayer likeness. EA Sports College Football will be the first college football simulation game released by EA after the publisher canceled the series in 2003 after former college athletes brought a class action loss against EA for the unauthorized use of their likeness in the NCAA football titles. EA reached a summit in 2016 for $40 million. The announcement of college football video games returning comes at an interesting time for the sports fan. Last year, 2K announced they will be making NFL games again with the first one slated to launch this year, but they won't 
that would be a non-simulation title due to the existing partnership between EA and the NFL. Oh, that's going to be... Let me talk about that. I want to talk about really part of my... The, the, game, the parts I always like about playing college football. And the, the, first, I'm just going to give you... Just talk about college football in general. I think college football is very, very good, especially the game. Because what I like about college football, you can actually play a variety of different teams. So I know you play your easy team, and then you get, get to play the championship, but it's the intensity of the playbook. It's always your it's your playbook. So you get like a 5-3, a 3-5. You can actually, and they're more aggressive on a 4-3, defense. And those young athletes just always pummeling in the game. So the last game I actually bought for college football for EA Sports was under my Xbox 360. So I got NCAA football 2012. So I was like twin. Uh, I think I got a, I think I was like I was 24. I was 24 years old at the time when I actually now I'm 30, now I'm 32. Going to be 33 next week. It's like it's amazing how things are actually working towards that. But it's it's like I'm I'm just like in 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 virtually in enjoyment of this. That's what makes it amazing and proud about enjoying college football again. So it's like that's like it's so exciting about it. So I'm gonna like about having it back. We need it back, especially when you had Access Football, which I haven't played in a while, but I'm going to play that again. It had some good, it just, it had the bu the bugs are just killing the game at times, too. So that's what really kills that game. But, you know, bugs happening all of it, but coding it and just having all those software programmers. And I'm just, like, it's just amazing to see that kind of franchise actually coming back and it's i'm excited to see us having college football game again and just making it so exciting because that is what makes me want to feel like you want to be a champion not a champion you want to be a recruiter you want to just recruit students coming from high school going and they all that road to glory a lot of people really like that road to glory part of the series. So it just makes college football games actually really a lot more fun. So that's like keeping it really, really intense. It's like you always want to be that kind of person and just putting it out there and trying to get in it to be that type of whole thing about it and working towards that's like the big push of the goal. So that's why it's that's what the, what basically what it is to be strong about it. So that's what I have to say about that. It's a, it's a good story about it. And I'll tell you soon when that comes I'll tell you soon about some of the best games I have actually played play with the Miami Hurricanes. I'm I'm so glad to do that team again. <laughs> They're gonna ready to kick some ass. So that's why. So that's I'm so excited. EA Sport, EA Sports is what Electronic Arts. I'm excited to bring that here. The game's coming back, and 
because over the past years, their games haven't been that good. <laughs> so that's, I, I want them to step their game up and, and just be that consistent and be that champion. And that's what they actually do. And it's what they put in together and working towards that. That's what you're supposed to do. So now the next thing I want to talk about here is, yeah, so the so MLB the show is coming to both PlayStation and Xbox consoles on April 20th. Oh, I got some time to save up money for this son. We already know Sony Beloved's MLB the show will release additional console as early as 2021. Today, Sony announced that MLB the show 2021 will release on April 20th on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. This is the first MLB the show that will be released on Microsoft Home Console, but Sony isn't just offering the game on Xbox for the first time. MLB The Show 20 will also support full cross-platform progress, cross-saving online multiplayer between PlayStation and Xbox Console. Oh, this is one hell. This is that sounds like a like a hell of a deal. You gotta you gotta really love that actual wave of thing and just. Keeping that actual gaming in place. Similar to all cross gen titles like Call of Duty, Black Ops, Call, Madden, NFL 2021, NBA K, 2K, Major League Baseball, the show will re retail from different prices depending on what version you buy. If you get the standard, the on PS4 or Xbox, it will cost you 60 On PS5 or Xbox Series X and S, it will cost you 70 If you purchase the standard on last-gen PC for Xbox upgrade to the new, you won't be able to upgrade your copy into the PS5 or Xbox Series X version. How is Sony freaking ask question for you? If you buy the collection of MLB The Show, you should receive both of the current and the next-gen versions of the game. Well, that's this, this is gonna be, and no, I'm I'm so excited. I sounds like so excited. I really want to. I want to see us get this game. Sony announced three different collected editions for MLB Baseball. The show, the Jackie Robinson edition, digital deluxe edition, and the Jackie Robinson deluxe edition. Each version includes both a current gen copy of the game on deck for the physical edition and the redeemed code. For digital next generation copy of the game. More importantly, the collector's edition will launch four days early on April 16th. So this is actually good because my best friend Carl used to be a big game of MLB the show. So it's actually going to be very big as it actually is going to be going well. MLB The Show is a huge win for Xbox owners. In the past, if you want a good baseball game, you need to have a PlayStation account to play one. In recent years, RBI Baseball set as the alternative to Xbox plays, but splitting its focus between arcade and simulation style is never been too contented to end the show. It's <laughs> good, but the last, the last three, that's, that has to suck. It's just, I don't like the way the pitching so you get more options to pitch. I like to see it's not just doing the slide to slide similarly. I like to see the arcade because I like to see different ways of play. So when I say to see okay this is curveball. I can do a fastball. I can do sinker. 
different kind of um type of pitching matches that you actually you can do. So that actually is tough to actually play out that whole the whole difference about that. So you better be ready for those. Okay. I see our. So that kind of covers cover the game stuff right now. So I want to talk about um some little some music a little music a little bit. Doja Cat skyrockets up Billboard at the high 100 at the first of TikTok. So Holty challenge. Unless you have been abstaining from social media, you also know that the busted challenge is old news. And it's placed on the city hot Z channel that captured everyone's attention. The first TikTok channel is soundtracked by a mass of Paul Aki's 1959 song, Put on Your Head on Your Show. The show and Doja Cat's Odd Pink Standout Street. And and at the B Switch, TikTok users ditched their own cu- their own clothes for a during display of the new. new uh, so let's, let me, let me, let me see this challenge. So that's a little big trend that they're also having on social media. So that's kind of like doing its thing. So let me see. T- and I don't really want to. I really don't want to see. So the little, I'll just let's take a look at this. How people are. Uh, How black women do it. Okay, so let's see. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's kind of like a strange challenge. To us, so that's what the Doji Cats actually do. We the challenge, doing the challenge, okay. So that's why, that's why it was also going on. Now, let me let me pause, take a pause for a second. Let's talk about the the wild hockey games and all the couple games that we lost yesterday and the. Now I want to talk about the like I said I want to reinforce the power plays that we need to work on. We really need a lot of work on power plays because we're not scoring a lot of goals, and when you don't 
score on a power play, you absolutely lose. And that's really the tough way of doing things. So it's like I got a ladder in the season. So I think the Wild's going to have to step up on that port. And that point that's actually very, very important that's going to keep them actually knowing how to win games. And that's what they're going to have to do. So that's going to be a challenge for them. So, so let's let's talk about the Super Bowl. Patrick Holmes versus Tom Brady. Now I think defense is gonna win, and Holmes and Brady are gonna actually do a lot of big things. So I'm gonna I, I, Holmes can actually play, and he, he, he's a very young, about to be, and he's about he's a married man. I think the game that I think we really think we're gonna have, I think it's gonna be the the winner of that is gonna be Super Bowl champion. Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I think like if it comes down to the last minute it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be perfectly 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 gonna have it's gonna be Tom Brady at the end and you might be wrong so that's why I actually well talk about so we'll go over its reaction reactions on it on Monday, so that'll be a big, big reactionary show on this. So, another thing. Uh, now, that's to the women's bow um that on um, this bow movement again. This protect black women's bow movement. You know, knowing that they, you know, that you got another story again. They still haven't talked to one. Nobody's outraged. Former Mets manager accused of sending lewd texts and pitches to multiple women. Matt Conway, the pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels and the former manager of the New York Mets, allegedly sent messages and photos to multiple fields, sports reporters that Atlantic reported on Monday. Five who had spoken to the sports website on the condition of saying Calvary Avenue spent five years across multiple cities including his stunt as a pitching coach for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> the Angel has now suspended Cowley pretending on investigation. According to the line, the women said Cowley commented on their appearance and acted inappropriately didn't on their appearances. So the one accused of thrusting his crush near her face while she attempted to interview him. Another one said Cowley opted to share information about the match is she got drunk with him. Multiple women told their lie and received also shirtless selfies from him. I think I, I, I'm gonna wait and see how they're gonna have how they're handling it. This whole case. So I'll watch this as it's going. But you see this is a, this is the same thing once again. When they always throw out black people in this, like your Ray Rice and your Adrian, my issue is not the guy. I hope they get in. I want a clean investigation for her. But my question is why are you not blowing it up like Ray Rice is? 
the Adrian Peterson's and all that stuff. So that's what my big concern of this whole segment. Now, now let's look to this. Boy, Nelson Cruz is back. Let's let's take a listen. Uh, let's say good morning to Ken Rosenthal, leading the league in information this morning. The big names are starting to fall off the free agent availability board, Kenny. Nelson Cruz going back to the Twins, which makes Minnesotans happy this morning. As it should. Nelson Cruz, one year, $13 million, back to the Twins, as you mentioned that. And what was interesting here was the timing. He, of course, was a free agent all winter long. We knew of the Twins' interest. We knew of the Twins, his interest in the Twins. But... With the uncertainty regarding the universal DH, he lingered on the market because he wanted to see if the National League would be in play. And he had interest in the National League. And two teams that intrigued him in particular were the Dodgers and the Braves. Can you know now, I'm, not sure, I'm not quite sure how sincere their interest was, where they were with this whole thing. But he at least wanted to leave the possibility open. And then the other day, a couple of days ago, when negotiations between the union and MLB broke down, and it now appears that there will be no DH in the National League, at least for 2021. Then the Twins and him finally came together on a one-year deal. He had initially wanted two years, of course. Who wouldn't? But Nelson Cruz is getting up in age. Still one of the most productive hitters in the game. He made $12 million last year, so this represents something of a raise. And now the Twins can get on to other business. Remember, they've been kind of held up seeing if, well... If they're going to keep Cruz, if they're going to need to ship course to someone else. And they've lost four relievers in free agency. Trevor May, Sergio Romo, Tyler Clifford, and Matt Whistler. So they need some Adios. work to do, or they have some work to do in the bullpen. <laughs> and they also expect to look for another starter. Their rotation is fairly set, but they could use one more veteran. Remember, they've added Jay Happ. So the Twins looking good now. Their offseason is kind of proceeding on course. And Cruz is back in the Twin Cities. They are on cruise control. Oh, he's been waiting to say that uh, ever since the news <laughs> broke last night. Control. So, Ken, uh, my, my question, obviously, uh, you, you well documented how he had other offers out there, and this is starting to change the market around. Uh, I'm wondering about Ozuna. What, what, because the first thing you think about is, all right, Cruz is locked up. Ozuna, how many more American League markets are there that are going to be competitive that are going to go get him? Well, Ozuna is a little bit different than Cruz. He can play the outfield. Now, is he a great outfielder? Is he what he was in Miami? No. He, of course, had the elbow surgery, but he worked hard on his throwing last off, or last season, really, all last season, and in the camps that preceded that. He's a guy that can go out there and perhaps be an average outfielder. So he was less restricted by this DH idea, but a lot of teams, in frank candor, see him as still more of a DH than an outfielder. So where does he go? My guess, and it's an instinctive guess, it's not anything based on information, is that he ultimately ends up in Atlanta, perhaps on a lesser deal, one year. He, of course, wanted four years. There was even talk of $100 million at one point. Based on his offensive production last year, that is not a crazy ask. But the market was affected for him by the uncertainty over the universal DH. And now it will be interesting to see which teams jump in, if National League teams are willing. Now, keep in mind, guys, we don't have the DH in the National League this year, but 
this collective bargaining agreement expires at the end of the year, December 1st, and in the new agreement, it's fully expected there's going to be a universal DH. So, if you sign Marcelo Zuna for one year, okay, you can resolve it then later with what the DH is going to be, but if you sign him for a multi-year deal, let's say you sign him for three years, most likely you're going to get him as a DH or have the availability of a DH for two years. So, I don't know that it should be that much of a problem for clubs. You'd have to play him in the outfield one year if you're in the National League, assuming they don't reach an agreement on this, which I think we can assume they won't. But Marcelo Zuna still looms as a very attractive piece. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that the, if you're the Braves and it's a matter of bringing him back on a two- or three-year deal or losing him, Bite the bullet, put him in the outfield for a year. The DH is coming, to your point. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that lineup without him right now, especially considering the improvements around the Braves in the rest of the NL. Yeah, but just the, the negotiation of this little bit we're trying to get done. There's so much uncertainty. You just don't know where the winds are going to blow. And they go, never mind, I don't want it. And oh, now you're talking about the players saying yeah, that. Or, yeah, or the other side saying it as well. You better, you better do your business now. Thrilled, you know, I'm very excited to join this team. You know, it's a bittersweet moment, right? You know, I, I'm going to miss some of the boys on the, on the Rockies. You know, I got to know them, got to know some of those coaches for a long time. And I've known a lot of them since I was like 18 years old, you know, and I'm 29 now. So, you know, I have some relationships that I'll cherish for the rest of my life over there. But coming to a team like St. Louis with great players and great history, it was, you know, I'm just super excited. Um, I've always admired this organization from afar. You know, I told Mo the story when I was a rookie. We went to St. Louis, with, and I remember Tulo was just the first thing he told me when we got there. Is like, just watch the way these guys play the game, and you're gonna learn, or you're gonna learn something. And uh, he was quite right um, about that because this team is extremely talented, and they did the little things to win ball games, and that's something that I've always admired about this organization. And the fans are amazing. You know, I remember going there, you know, playing every time. They, you know, they have a lot of respect for good play, and you know, they respect for the visiting team also. And uh, I remember I made diving plays there, and you know, I, like they're like clapping for me, like it was a home game in Colorado. You know, as a kid, you dream of winning a World Series, and that is still the dream now. And uh, to, to join this organization that, uh, you know, they care about winning and they want to get things done, that's it's really exciting. You know, they they're always competitive, and that's something that, you know, got my attention. Excited to join this staff because this team has more playoff experience than I've ever had. You know, I'm I'm just a piece to the puzzle here. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of this group. You know, I know they're going to help me and guide me along just like I can help them in this game also. So it's going to be a lot of fun. When you have an opportunity to get premium players from other clubs for whatever reason, uh, it's incumbent upon us to bring them to St. Louis. And uh, many of them, of course, have contributed to our championships. Great players make everyone else on the team better. The example they show, the effort they put in, Nolan, uh, is known for his commitment to baseball. And he will set an example uh, which will not only uh, help our current players, but young players who, who see what he has to offer. With the addition of, of Nolan, we, we think, you know, we went from a, a good to great team. And, um, but the supporting cast of the, really his teammates, you know, we have a lot of um, belief and faith that they're going to be good. And so, when you look at all the things we possibly could have done this offseason, um, you know, clearly our target was Nolan, and we were able to get it. And, you know, we, we hope it is the difference maker.
11th selection of the 2013 first-year player draft, the New York Mets select Dominic Smith. This may be the best left-handed bat come out of L.A. since All right, guys, that, that's what it is. Now we're all getting kind of realistic now where it actually is going to go. That's a mistake we made. That's all we got tonight. Alright, so let's keep enjoying this music. Crazy, you know you. 